Welcome to the One Big Thought Podcast. This is a podcast for real ministry for you, the majority. As always, thank you so much for joining us on this particular episode. I am Andy George, and I am joined with Ken Hester and Jamie Buford. How are both of you doing on this fine day? Wonderful. Is that our new? Is that the new thing? You're yeah, just going go you to go to together. a combo. I intro? like it. Well, that way <laughs> you don't feel like it's a competition. There's not one. Of it's us not about winning and losing. It's I mean, about providing it's not a competition when you're winning. So <laughs> it's about providing a premier excellent. Ooh, podcast. Premier. You know what? This is premier. I'm passionate about going first. Oh, look at that. Uh, look at you already working clever. in. You're already working in. I, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm passionate about? What's that? I'm passionate about people subscribing to this podcast. Oh, oh what I'm are passionate. you passionate I'm passionate about them liking this podcast. Yeah. So, I'm more passionate about them <laughs> sharing this podcast. And I'm definitely, definitely, definitely passionate about them giving us a five-star rating. Let's five go. Five stars. <laughs> I just got a really oh, weird goodness. look from uh, one of our producers yeah. um, when I said it that <laughs> way. My my apologies for uh, not acting forty six years old cool and then trying to be cool. Yeah. So my it my happened. bad. So, our but yes, apologies. we are very very grateful for you, the listeners, wherever you are listening from. As we just said, make sure you like this. Make sure you comment. Make sure you share it. Make sure you rate it. And uh, and by all means, I hope you enjoy it. And I hope that it extremely beneficial. The reason why we call it the one big thought is because, well, we literally hit one big thought each episode. We sure do. And just in case we weren't clear yet, guys. <laughs> in case you didn't get the subtleties of it. those that didn't pick up, what is our one big thought for today? So today we are going to talk about the characteristics of a passionate leader. Boom. There's the word. Like brave passionate. passionate. Ooh, the passionate he was super passionate. Should we name <laughs> passionate leaders? Braveheart non leaders. or fictional and non-fictional. Sure. <laughs> what, what do you got? What do you got so far? Uh, passionate leader, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like always somehow everything you do comes Batman. back to somehow Batman. <laughs> I've got an actual passionate leader though that I want to share about. I know. A, a real one that has, uh, quite honestly, I've been down this journey for a little over a month. I was speaking to a group outside of uh, the church. I was speaking to a group and they asked me, hey, would you mind sharing uh, a historical figure uh, during Black History Month that maybe people don't know about yeah. mm-hmm. that was very passionate. Because, you know, we we just came out of Black History Month, and this episode is actually airing on March 2nd. Yep. So we're now in March. Uh, but, you know, when you think of Black History Month, you know, who, who do you think about, Ken, typically, when you think about it? I mean, you think Normally, about... Normally, you think of, like, Rosa Parks yeah. and Dr. Mm-hmm. King. Dr. King, and, yeah. yeah the, the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but like anything, there are a ton of people who made serious impacts because they were driven out of passion. And one of them I came across that has just uh, stuck with me. And I've shared this story several times in different leadership settings over this last month. And that is a 15-year-old girl uh, named Claudette Coven. You remember yeah. when you were 15, Jamie? I mean, remember I was, being 15? Yeah, yeah. And I don't <laughs> know if I would have been as brave as this young lady. So this is uh, a really neat uh, thing that's happened. So this is airing on March 2nd. Well, on March 2nd in 1955, Claudette Coven actually, again, at age 15, was the first person to refuse to sit in the back of the bus in Alabama, and nonetheless in Birmingham, Alabama. So the hotbed of racism uh, during that time. And a 15-year-old 
Uh, so this is before Rosa Parks right. did it, and uh, she was the first one to do it. In fact, the story goes that the reason why Rosa Parks became that iconic figure was because she was older, right. and they thought that an older person would mm. be a little bit more beneficial to have, but Claudette Coven mm. at 15. And and I guess the reason I bring that up, it's not just because we're, we just came out of Black History Month. It's not just because today is actually March 2nd when this is airing, although that is a, a great tie-in. It's about passion. Uh, and I try to put myself into those you know, empathetically put yourself into that situation. Can you imagine what a 15 year old was feeling? I mean, let's just, let's just, right. let's just call it out what it is. You, you know, the kind of name she was called. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt mm-hmm. that as, as people got on that bus and saw a 15 year old black girl sitting in the middle of the bus, not in the back where she should have been, according to them, mm-hmm. you can imagine the threats and this, and she ended up getting arrested, detained. Yep. And she actually became one of four people who actually fought against segregation in the courts. It's awesome. Now you think about what kind of passion drives somebody to do that. What I love too is, I mean, even though she's often overlooked, as you mentioned, but there is something about kind of a teenager's passion, right? They don't really care a lot of times, like what other people think. They're, they're so passionate about who they are and what they're doing. You know, Jamie, you got teenagers, you know, that's what I keep sitting here thinking as we're talking, because I have a nearly 15 year old son. And I I, personally, I just can't imagine him being as bold and courageous as this. But that's a good point. Teenagers sometimes do have that, you know, go get them. So I did youth ministry for 15 years. And and one of the statements I always said to people, and I still believe to this day that if you can get a group of students passionate about something, they will literally change the world. They, they will change, and his, history has proven that. In fact, most most of the great revivals in the world has started with teenagers. I remember most you telling me that. Yeah. yeah. And so, That's yeah, cool. passion drives a lot of it, and it's very important in leadership. Yeah, that is very cool. Well, well why? why? Why does passionate leadership matter so much? Well, I mean, obviously it inspires, right? Like if you use Claudette as an example, right? Passion, passion inspires others. Mm-hmm. And when you're passionate about something, you go all go all out, and you sometimes don't even care about the consequence mm-hmm. because of the level of passion that you have, and and that is always inspiring. I mean, we joked about Braveheart. We joked about you know mm-hmm. there are things that you know in King Arthur or whatever, whether they're fictional or non-fictional, we all kind of naturally gravitate towards passionate, inspirational yeah. leaders. Yeah, and that's been used both for good and bad all throughout history. Yes. So you look yeah. at some of the greatest leaders, and you look at some of the greatest leaders in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were definitely passionate, and their passion passionate. inspires yeah. people. I think also, yeah. and it's similar to inspiration, but it also energizes. You know, mm. no. I mean, let's just call it. Nobody wants to be around or follow a leader who is not passionate. Right? There's yeah. no energy. There's yeah. no yeah. drive. Yeah. You know, it's just like womp womp yeah. womp. It's yeah. just like day in day. But you get around somebody, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. if they're passionate about it. It kind of gives you, even if you could care less, yeah. it's contagious. You know, even if you could care less about what they're passionate about, it's like, yeah, it energizes you. And you just, you just named the third one. Uh, it's, it is contagious. It's yeah. absolutely contagious. And so, yeah. we want to have passionate leaders who inspire, who energize, and who are absolutely contagious. And so, if you're listening to this podcast, whether you are the leader in your organization, or whether you're the senior pastor, or if you're a staff pastor, or a volunteer, or an employee somewhere, we need your passion too. Yeah, like You need to be passionate about whatever job you've been given. Just do it with passion. You know, do it, and it will inspire the group around you. It will energize you and the organization. Yeah. And it's, it's absolutely 100% 
contagious. You know, I've got little kids and it, it makes me, every time I think about stuff like this, of course, I relate it back to something my kids are watching, right? So my <laughs> yeah. kids are starting to watch like Winnie the Pooh and all that, oh, right? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, uh, think of a passionate leader, somebody who inspires, energizes, something that's contagious. I think of Tigger, right? And then you yeah. think of the opposite of that. You think of Eeyore, Eeyore right? Like the womp womp. When you did womp yeah. womp, I immediately thought of like Eeyore. Eeyore. You want to be... You don't want to be an Eeyore. You want to be, be a Tigger. You know what I mean? Like you want to be fun and You want to be a Tigger, but with organizational skills. <laughs> <laughs> very yeah. true. Very yeah, I'm true. telling you, there's, there's an entire leadership book we can write about. Oh, be a Tigger with organizational yeah. skills. Because I don't know if we got the copyrights for that, but we can work on it. Yeah, there's a lot of Tiggers out there that can't lead themselves out of a dark room. Like they're just, they're just Aww. like, they're just so excited. They're like full of energy. But it goes that Tigger okay. needs an organizational sidekick. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not. It's been years and years, so I don't want to go down that road because I have no idea who that would be. Who, but, yeah. but you right. know, I think of it in church world. I think of it of uh, worship, right? Yeah. You think about worship. You don't want a worship leader up on stage when you're doing this killer, awesome, exciting song, and they're just like, well, well. so lack of energy. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. No, you no, know, no. you want somebody that's going to drive it and lead it. And in every area of your church, whether, again, yeah. if you work in kids' ministry, student, adult ministry, volunteering, whatever it is, just do it with passion. Yeah. Do it. Be, be excited about what you're doing, yeah. you know? Yeah, very cool. I'm sure we've named a couple of them, but what are the five characteristics of yep. a passionate leader? Well, I'll take the first one. <clears throat> the first one I, I really do believe is care. If you're going to be a passionate leader, mm-hmm. you have to actually care for one, what you're passionate about, right? That drives your yeah. passion. And you have to care about the people. And so for us who are in ministry, if you're not passionate about seeing people come to know Jesus and passionate about discipleship and passionate about seeing people healed and made whole, why in the world are you doing it? <laughs> like, what, what is driving you to It's definitely true. not the, listen, it's not that's the true. paycheck. Come on. Right. That's why we need sponsors for this show. That's true. It's not the paycheck. <laughs> All right. My paycheck does not drive me and fuel me to do ministry. Yeah, right. But when I get up there and preach and you see somebody who get it and the light bulb goes on, the Holy yeah. Spirit gets them. And their life has changed, and you see them like two or three weeks later. Uh, you know, like baptisms. That's why I love baptism so much. Yeah. I, I love when we do water baptism because yeah. you hear those testimonies of stories of God changing people. And quite honestly, this is an old saying, but it's it's true today, as when it was first said. But people really, truly could care less how much you know, and so you know how much they, that you care. Yep. Like, that's a true statement. And I don't care what profession you're in. If people yep. believe you care for them. They'll listen to you and, most, and they'll follow you. Most of those baptisms, most of those follow-up conversations, when you talk to people about their story, it's because somebody cared for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It wasn't yeah. just the sermon. It wasn't just the worship. It was the follow-up. It was yep. the, the small group that they joined, or it was the the connection that they made with you at lunch yep. or at coffee or something like that. Which leads to each one of these five, by the way, have a, have a very... Um, crafted kind of phrase to think about. And this is the one here. How how do people know I care? Mm-hmm. So I want you to think about wherever you're listening from, we drive in a car or in an office, how would people know you care for them? Yeah, yeah and listen them out. List open them out. Up, yeah, open up yep. your your phone, you know, your notes app, whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. and just list out three or four things that, you know, how do people know that, that you really care? Yeah. Yep. I love that. And, you know, that's 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 the first step. That's the first one that 
I think is the most important one, really. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. you know, if people don't know you care, <laughs> then it's exactly what you said. They they, they really don't care about <laughs> you, right? Like, right. they're not going to care about you until you know they that they until they know you care about them. That's right. So the second thing is this: um, you know, passionate leaders are lifelong learners, and if you think you know everything, then you don't. You don't, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I've I've learned that over the years. It's like. Any, any book that you pick up, any podcast, any conversation that you can have with somebody that is a little bit further along in leadership than you are, mm-hmm. um, it does, has different life experience than you do. Mm-hmm. If you are a lifelong learner, then you're a passionate leader. You need to be passionate about learning. Well, and I would think too <laughs> that learning might fuel your passion because yeah. as you're getting excited about, you know, you're learning something new and you're getting excited about that, that's going to manifest itself as passion. Yeah. yeah. What is it? What is it that you're passionate about? And then find out more about yeah. that Yeah. and, and dive into it, whether it's a book or a podcast or a conversation or a conference or something, if it's leadership, if it's sermon prep, if it's small groups, if it's kids, if it's students, if it's finance, whatever it is, make that passionate piece of you a little bit more uh, understanding. You know, mm-hmm. I get more understanding. I get more knowledge. Yeah. I get more wisdom regarding yeah. that. Yeah, and I think too, don't be afraid to learn from everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't get pigeonholed to where you only got one resource and yeah. and that's it. Like, a few voices. be yeah. to be a lifelong learner. I think it means you got to be open to learn from. Everybody, you can learn something from anybody sure. at yeah. any time, yeah. whether you think that they're at your level or above it or oh, below yeah. it or not even close, whatever it is, just learn about it, you know, learn about what's happening and it just creates lifelong learnership. And, and so, yeah. And again, you know, write down a couple of things. What am I doing to grow every day yep. in, in learning? Yeah. Yep. The third characteristic is uh, one that I just, I personally love this one. I just love the wording. It's have grit. Passionate leaders are gritty leaders. Mm. They have grit. And uh, Steve Jobs has a great quote. He says, you have to be burning with an idea or a problem or a wrong that you want to write. If you're not passionate enough from the start, and this is where it is, you'll never stick it out. That means grit. Like If you're not passionate about what you're doing, you're not going to stick it out. And I know this podcast is geared towards people in ministry. And after being in ministry for 26 years, I can 100% assure you that you need to have longevity grit in order to do this. Because <laughs> yeah. if you're not passionate yeah. about it, like if, you're, if your mommy and daddy made you go to Bible school and made you be going to ministry, and listen, my friend, you're, you're probably on your way out. Yeah. Unless, you, unless somehow God got a hold of you and he got you passionate. Because without passion and purpose of why we're doing what we're doing, there's no way who... Okay. Oh, he's no. about to go. He's no. about to go. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to... Who, <laughs> who in the world would, would stick out year after year of people berating you, yeah. telling you how things should be done or what needs to happen, just dealing with people. I'll just call it that. Just dealing with people. Right. right. And all the brokenness that we all bring to the table. Right. And uh, let's just call it what it is. In church world, oftentimes... You're you're shot by your own side. Yeah, like yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know, you're not doing it for the money. You're not doing it for the yeah. You're not doing it for the money. <laughs> you know, that's not a part. You're of not it. doing it for the fame. Right. Right. You shouldn't be. Right. So why are you doing it? Right. Well, because I'm passionate about it, and passionate. I'm not going to give yeah. up well, because I'm doing it for eternity purposes. Yeah. yeah, I love that grit that you said too. I mean, you've got to remind yourself why you got into this. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you can be passionate in a moment, but to carry that passion year after year, decade right. after decade, <laughs> yeah. you've yeah. got to be able to kind of set markers and reminders. Yeah 
of this is why I'm pushing through this because God called me because of the salvations, because of the baptisms, you know, I've, I've known pastors, you know, pastor Andy, I know you have like books of like little uh, notes and letters yeah. of encouragement throughout the years of, you know, volunteers and people have said, Oh, you made a difference. And on your worst days, on those days that you need grit, you also need reminders. Yep. Mm. So, yeah. So the yeah. question here, or the thing to write down here would be, what are some areas that you are currently working through? Like, where do you, where are you pushing through? What are those areas? And just identify what those are. Yeah. And, and the, the next one is, are you curious? Are you a curious leader? And, and this kind of goes along with the, with the statement, you know, are you learning? But, mm-hmm. but are you curious? You know, I, I don't have any special talents, you know, <laughs> or anything like that. Even Albert Einstein said, I have no special talents. I'm only passionately curious. Yep. And you may not think that you're qualified for this, and, and probably none of us really truly are. We're, we are called by... Um, by a God who qualifies us, mm-hmm. who gives us everything that we need. But I need to be curious. I need to move forward. I need to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I think um, even even when you're knowledgeable about some knowledgeable about something, you're continually asking questions. So if I go if I go to the doctor and I say, "Hey, my arm hurts," I actually had a virtual doctor's appointment the other day, and I had something wrong with my arm, and he asked me like 27 questions, mm. and I was like. You know, at the end of the time, I was like, why did you ask me so many questions? I was like, when did you know that I, that you, what the diagnosis was? And he's like, after about the first or second question. And, and I asked him why he asked so many. He said, because I, I need to be sure that I diagnosed it correctly. Right. I'm curiously passionate about your health, yeah. you know? And so are, are you curiously passionate about, you know, learning about the talents that you have about, um, about just other things in life. Yeah. Like I can be solely focused so much on one thing that now I'm not curious about how to help other people. Yep. Mm. Yeah. And the statement you said earlier kind of triggered a, a quote I heard a long, long time ago. And that is that God does not necessarily call the qualified, but he absolutely qualifies the call. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's very true. None of us are qualified to do what God wants us to do. Yep. But when we're curious enough to go, okay, God, what do you have for me? And you ask those questions and all of a sudden, there you go. And uh, so the fifth and final one that we're going to hit with our time remaining is passionate leaders dream big. That's a big one, right? Uh, if you're going to be passionate, then your dreams are going to be big as well. Uh, yeah. so you're not going to think small or dream small. First of all, we, we're working for a God of the universe. So I think oftentimes our dreams are way too small in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nelson Mandela, Mandela had a great quote where he said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. Mm. And I like that. And then if you add in the God factor to that, that's a, that's a very true statement, right? There's yeah. no passion playing small for a big God. That's right. You know, we're mm. serving this big God, and God has called us to do great things, whatever those things are. And uh, it's kind of to drive this point home a little bit. I, I like this statement. Again, these are these are kind of generic questions that everybody's heard, but have you ever sat down and actually wrote this out, which is simply... If I knew I would not fail, what would I attempt? Mm. So if I knew I couldn't fail at this, what would I attempt? And of course, the follow-up question is, well, then why aren't you attempting it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, who told you you're going to fail? That's right. Right. You know, who told you that you're not good enough? And who told you you're not smart enough? Who told you you're not talented enough? More than likely, somebody has sometime in your life, all of us have told us, ah, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Or you're not good enough. You're not qualified. You got too many broken pieces, you know, you're not smart enough, you can't sing. I mean, on and on it goes. The people are constantly telling us we can't, and you got this big God going, 
I never said you can't. Right. Like the, God was never like, no, nah, you're not good enough. I'm sorry. We, we're going to pass on you and pick this other person that's better than and you. And I think the, the passionate leader that you are, again, get back to the passion that start. You know, you started with a lot of passion. You dreamed big dreams. You had big goals, big thoughts. You believed God for bigger things. It's why you probably got into ministry, whatever level, whether it's starting a church or being in student ministry, kids ministry, whatever. So get back to the back to the basics yep. of reminding yourself of your passion and that God has bigger things in store and you believed for those things at one point. And if we can encourage you in any way, believe again. Yep. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll close with the um, uh, scripture out of Revelation where God is speaking to the churches and to one of the churches, he basically said, Hey, you've got to get back to your first love. Mm. And he says, remember when, remember mm-hmm. when, remember when, and get back to that first love. And I think that a passionate leader is constantly remembering the why and remembering the fire. It doesn't mean, listen, we're, we're all probably passionate about things. It doesn't mean that I'm passionate 24-7. Right. Like, it's not like I wake up like, still yay, downtime, you know. Right. Listen, I'm a pastor. Mondays, I think I want to quit every Monday. Like, it, there's <laughs> there's times where it's rough. Yeah. And that's those times where you got to get back to, no, no, this is what passion, I, I really care about what I do. Mm-hmm. I care about the people that I do this with. I serve a big God, you know. Uh, I got grit. I got longevity. And I, you got to, sometimes you got to give yourself that pep talk. So hopefully this was their pep talk today, Jamie. Pep talk. What do you think? Do you feel pepped I up? Pepped. Do you feel pepped I up? Loved, I loved. <laughs> I loved that each of those characteristics had a question. Those were great questions that everybody should be asking themselves, yep. whether you're in leadership or not. So if you missed them, they'll be in the show notes as well. The main points with the questions as well. And uh, we just want to thank you again. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the One Big Thought. And tune in next week because next week we got a special guest. We have a special guest. We have a senior pastor, church planner. From Gaithersburg, Maryland, Joshua Redding will be joining us. Awesome. He's been a longtime friend. And uh, again, one of the things we want to do here is we want to be about equipping you, giving you practicals, real ministry for the majority, and what better way to have another senior pastor on and having a conversation. So look forward to that. Absolutely. Thanks, everybody. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the One Big Thought Podcast.